Well, I'd like to say hello again. It's nice to be back after our summer break. The Plotting Shed is back for its new season, where we're talking about lots of aspects of garden design over the next few weeks, looking at gardens that have been redesigned and the thought process behind that redesign and the planting that we've used and why we've chosen it. Because I believe that if you understand how decisions and design is is actually worked through, it will help you work through redesigning or making changes and improvements to your gardens. And we've had a nice, as I said, a lovely break over the summer. It's been really hot down here, very, very dry. I will review my decision about how it went when I decided I was not going to water my garden again. So I'll let you know how all that went on with the summer that we've had. But this week, to kick us back off again, I've had lots of walks over the summer, walking around where I live and walking down to the beach and walking past people's houses. And I thought so much is design, time and column inches and pictures are given over to back gardens. And there's very little talked about designing and creating a front garden. And as you walk around, and even if you walk around the area that you live, there are some glorious front gardens. But then there's a huge dollop load of front gardens that quite frankly are crying out for a bit of TLC if people know what to do. So that's what this podcast is about. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please subscribe and then you won't miss any future podcasts that we do. Also, let us know. You can write a review. Tell us what you think about the podcast. I'd love to hear what people think of what my ramblings, good or bad. And also, please, if you feel generous, uh, you could also leave us a donation. You can do that via the website plantplots.com. If you go on there, there's a little button where you can make a donation and all donations will be hugely appreciated. So anyway, front gardens. What do we do about a front garden and how do we think about go about designing front gardens? Well, the first thing that we need to look at when we're talking about a front garden is to actually throw away the thought process of how you design a garden. Because a front garden is not a smaller version of the back garden. It has a completely different role. Now, this is something I talked about in my book, I Want to Like My Garden. But I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the book dealing with the front garden. It's just the basic element of it. So I thought I'd go into more detail here. And what I mean about it not being a miniature back garden is this. Front garden's role is a transition. It transitions us from the world outside to our homes. And it's not a garden we use in the sense that we don't sit in it. We don't, we tend not to anyway. Some people do sit in front gardens and that's fine. But we tend just simply to walk through a front garden. It is a route from A to B. And as a result of that, a lot of people put plants in the front garden simply as an afterthought. Or they use plants from the back garden, spare ones, and dump them in the front. And they try and recreate 
a small version of the back garden. We've all seen them, haven't we? You've got the the pathway to the front door or the driveway and then there's a lawn and then there are some plants around the edges and usually at the the border between the garden and the road is is, is a barrier. It's a privacy element. So it could be a wall, it might be a low fence or it might be a hedge. And I wanted to challenge this convention for a very important reason because What tends to happen is that the garden is not designed for the purpose that it's there for. And as a result, it's underperforming and usually a bit boring. Now, when you're looking at any front garden and front garden design, there are three key aspects that you need to look at. One is access, two is privacy, and as I've just touched on, The third is how you use the garden. Now, in terms of access, because the front garden is a transition, the garden has to be designed around how you access the front of the house. So it's no good putting in what looks like a beautiful design if that impedes your access to the front door. Now, what I mean by that is, let's just say, for example, and you see it, people have their driveway and the car is parked and they get out of the driveway and they have to sort of shuffle around a bush or duck under a tree or they get out of the driveway and they have to step onto the grass to shut the door because the driveway isn't wide enough. They might have to step over something or they have to walk back out of the drive and round and up the path to access the front door. The reason that you have the front garden is then diluted by the fact that you have imposed a design or a shape into the garden that doesn't work. The fundamental is for for the front garden use is that you have to design it around its main purpose. Now, if the main purpose of your front garden is to park the car, then you have to get that sorted first. You have to give the car the space, but you also have to give the exit and entry to the car space, which probably uses up a bigger proportion of your front garden than you currently think. But what is the point of having a car that you're squeezing into a space and then you're trying to extricate yourself from this car as quickly as possible and it's awkward to get the shopping in and out or the kids in and out or the dogs in and out of the car because the rest of the garden is there. You're undermining, you're you're basically shooting yourself in the foot. It's you're making life difficult for yourself. Now, I know a lot of drives are set in place, but we can still expand and add to that area with some careful planning. So look at how much space you need around the car to easily access the front door and demark out all of those spaces. They're places you can't have a garden because they're walking spaces and they're parking spaces. Now again, if you don't have parking on the front garden. It's just access to the front door via the garden path or the front path, for example. You've got to make sure that that path is the most logical route to the front door. Because if it meanders or it isn't, people will shortcut round it. 
And you also need to make sure that that journey to the front door is not impeded in any way. So you're not hit by flopping over plants or you don't have anything prickly or spiky or dangly or something that will trip you up getting you to the front door. Although it sounds like you're going to create a boring garden by prioritising the car or the access, that's not true. What you're doing is you're making a functional working garden, something that you can use really easily. And then with the spaces that we have left, that's how we put the nice elements in. But we, we know then how much space we have to use for the decoration of the garden. Now, another part of front garden design is very much about privacy. You know, humans are notoriously nosy and we all do it. We wander down the streets and if there are windows, we all tend to look in people's windows. We all do it. We won't admit it, but we know we always do. And you wander down the road and you cast a sneaky glance into the window. And quite understandably, a lot of homeowners don't like that. They don't want somebody walking past and nosing in. So what do they do? They put a hedge at the end of their garden that butts next to the pavement so people can't see in. And it gives you a sense of security and it gives you a sense of privacy and that's fine. But it also does two other things, well three other things actually. Putting the hedge at the end of that front garden in terms of the privacy, especially in a smaller front garden, also means that what do you look out and see? You just see the other side of the hedge, which is hardly inspiring. But the hedge, that hedge also cuts out available light coming into your house. And also, more importantly, the hedge is quite a big, tall, thick barrier. And that cuts light levels down to the ground and it cuts out water and nutrients getting to plants in the garden. So by planting a hedge, you create this rain shadow and it's really difficult to get other plants to grow in the front garden other than the hedge. So what you end up having, and there are pictures of some front gardens I've put on the article I've written, which is on my website, called Designing Front Gardens. If you go to plantplots.com and you look in the how to design your garden, starting the design, it's in there. And lots of front gardens you'll see are just a very poor scrubby lawn with a wall to the side and a path down one side and a hedge at the end and there's nothing in the middle. And it doesn't really say when you come home, welcome, does it? as you walk up to your front door through this transition garden are supposed to be feeling nice thoughts and nice things as you're getting to the front door but if the front garden is really dull and boring and it's just a hedge and a bit of manky old grass you don't get those feelings until you've gone into the house and shut the front door and I think with a bit of better design and a bit of better thought you can have a, a better front garden than you've got at the moment We use front gardens in a very different way than we use a back garden because we simply walk through them. We don't stop and meander. We don't walk around the garden. We don't sit down in the garden. So you need to reconsider 
that thought process of how you create a garden or how a lot of people create a garden, which is a lawn in the middle and plants around the outside. This doesn't work as well in a front garden. What you need to think about doing, which will counter the privacy aspect, it will counter the giving you some better light, it will giving you something to look at, is actually for you to think about putting the available space for planting in the centre of that space. So rather than having your hedge at the front and planting tucked around the edges, if you think about putting a really good specimen plant in the middle of that space, from your window, you will have something attractive to look at. But it doubles up the fact that as people are walking past your house, there is something attractive for them to look at, which stops them looking in the window. So the reason people look in the windows is there's nothing else to capture their attention. There's nothing that says, look at me instead. So they end up being nosy. We create this cycle of cause and effect because we don't have enough in the garden that keeps people looking at what's in our garden, so they end up looking at what's in our houses. Now, there's a couple of pictures on the article that I've written, and you'll see what I mean. There's a really good design where it's a very small urban front garden. They've got a path up to the front door, but what they've done is they actually have a big wisteria going around the top of this bay window, and in front of the bay window, they've planted a very beautiful acer tree. So as you're walking past the garden, the window is framed by this wisteria and the window panes are obscured by a really beautiful small tree. Now, as a passerby, your eyesight is drawn to the planting around the window and in front of the window, not what's in the window. And from your view inside the house, you look outside and you have the advantage of a really pretty tree. You've still got privacy. You haven't got blanket privacy, but you've created the privacy by by distracting the passers-by with something better. Getting back to our small front garden, when we've worked out how much space is left after we've set the car in place or we've got the garden designed for what it needs to do which is get us into the house how do you create real impact and making it as something that's nice to look at as well as being easy to look after when you've only got a really small space and there are some tricks that you can use to create planting impact now if we just rewind a fraction. Front gardens are more unusual than back gardens in the sense that they are generally surrounded by hard structures and straight lines. They're urban. You have pavements, you have driveways, you have pathways. We might have walls. When you've got the the building walls and the building windows, everything is very geometric, very hard, and most importantly, doesn't move. Now you might think it's a bit of a daft thing to say, but if you just wait with me for one second. 
If you are going to create an impactful planting scheme, then you need to have something that people notice or something that you notice. Now, if everything around you is completely still and you create something that moves, people will notice what moves. As a result, if you use taller planting or planting that is that, that moves with the wind, so things like grasses or taller, more delicate flowers that will sway in the wind, I can absolutely guarantee that you will notice that as opposed to the property or the walls or the windows behind. And then if you couple that with a really strong colour scheme, so you don't try and mix and match lots of different plants, just think, do you know what? I'm going for a massive impact. So when this border comes into flower, it will explode. So use one plant that will fill that particular space. In the summertime, it will really be a bank of colour. Now you might turn around and go, yeah, but what about the winter? What about when it's not flowering? Well, bulbs will extend that flowering season. So if you've got bulbs that might flower in the spring before the plant grows up, and then maybe some that come taller planting, there's some bulbs that will come through and flower before this plant flowers, you will extend that flowering season. But the whole point is that you really focus everything onto, look at me, this is going to be, this little corner here is going to be big, bright and bold. And because it contrasts with the environment around it, because it does the opposite of what the environment it sits in does, because it moves or it exudes a beautiful scent, that's how you will create the impact. And passers-by will look at the plants in your garden. You, from the inside of your house, can look at the plants through the window. And it's a win-win situation. Rather than having just a great big hedge that says to everybody, you can't look in, this is my privacy big green prison wall, you know, it boxes you in as well. Let's actually look at thinking and rethinking what's the front garden supposed to do. I mean, another thing, if you are a lawn lover and there are some front gardens that are expanses of lawn and maybe there are covenants in the estate that you live that prevent the planting of an awful lot of plants and trees and shrubs and what have you. So let's be sneaky. But why not use, for example, things like seed bombs? Now, these are little clay pellets uh, impregnated with wildflower seeds. You can seed bomb the lawn. And if you can resist then the temptation of cutting the, the grass to, you know, 2.2 millimetres over the course of the summer in nice and stripes and let these wildflowers grow, you can create in a sunny front lawn a little mini meadow with some, you know, some of the sort of the more natural wildflowers which will be fantastic for you to look at and it will be wonderful for birds and bees and it will also be lovely for passers-by to look at. If your front garden, however, is, is a north-facing one, it's quite shady, what can you do? Because you can't have lots of flowers and all sorts of things. Consider then is having evergreens, 
so that these don't shed a lot of leaves so you don't get all the moldy green moldy sort of slimy leaves on the front of the garden but concentrate on scent you know if you can't have flowers have flowers that are really scented now in a shady north facing garden a really good plant that you could consider which is evergreen it's got it's well behaved it has shiny green leaves but in the winter time it has the most amazing scent in january and february it comes out in these tiny little waxy white flowers and it's called its common name is christmas box but sarcococca and you could plant a couple of those in your garden and where you can't create impact by color create impact by scent and again that transition from your car or from the garden gate up to the path of your house the transition from the outside world to your world is a much nicer one so you'll find more articles and obviously it's easier to look at pictures and various things if you go on to the website plantplots.com and you look at how to design your garden starting the design and solving design problems just in those little links there you will find the page which is designing front gardens or you can use the search bar just type in designing front gardens and up it will pop and i think let's just try and actually refocus on when we come home what are we coming home to you know design is not difficult design doesn't have to be expensive you just need to look at what does the garden need to do let's solve that problem and then with the space that's left how can i make the garden look really good well that's easy we just use contrast and color and be bold and have something that says look at me in the front garden and i guarantee you when you come home from work every day and you walk up the path it will put a smile on your face you will feel happier coming home than walking past a boring hedge and a manky old lawn and how we went through that process in the meantime thank you for listening